Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, yeah, uh, maybe we'll actually remember that next week, you know, it's it's a Tuesday show now. It's a Tuesday, Gareth. But I'll be honest, the latest episode of NXT is a very important one because obviously last week we were coming off WrestleMania, it was the first ever Tuesday night, there was going to be a ratings little jump and that's what we saw. Whereas now this is the moment to prove what you got, we got to deliver some good stuff, we've got to stand, I will stop making stand and deliver jokes, I promise in the future. But were they able to build on shocking title changes, big homecomings and... More abductions from last week? That is the question. That's why I'm here. So let's get on with it. Let's up some downs for NXT this week. So straight away, quick up, because I don't know if this has been a thing recently and I've just completely ignored it, but there was what I saw as the new NXT signature opening credits thing. What are you doing, hands? Get a grip. And I really like this signature because I think it was poppy in the background. It just felt like a... It felt new. It felt something different from Raw and SmackDown. I like different. Different makes me think, okay, I'm going to tune into this show because what, what, what? It's different. And speaking of things that are different, Kyle O'Reilly was the person who kicked off this week's NXT and, well, seems a bit different because he strutted down to the ring and he was dressed in denim and a nice little straw fedora i'll be honest he did look like a bit of a discount orange cassidy but cool cal seems like he's here to stay and there's a reason for it it's because he's faced the toughest challenge of his life and he's got out of it on the other side after having like a weird little drag race on hospital beds last week that was that was quite something but before he could decide whether he was going to go off and maybe challenge for the North American Championship or the NXT Championship, none other than Cameron Grimes to the moon showed up and things got a little bit strange but then a little bit heated. Because Grimes obviously sees a little bit of value in Kyle O'Reilly and all the rest of the Undisputed Era, despite the fact they've broken up. We saw him try and, you know, lure Roderick Strong into having a partnership with him and he did the same here with Kyle O'Reilly and for a moment it looked like old cool Kyle had signed on the dotted line, so to speak. But this all appeared to just be a big old ruse because Kyle O'Reilly was like, oh, I'm going to face somebody tonight, but it's obviously not going to be you, Cameron Grimes, because we're now business associates together. But then he put his sunglasses back on. He was like, oh, no, it is. It is going to be you. And I'm sorry, Kyle. 
It's not our sunglasses work unless they're prescription sunglasses. I don't think they are. This was a bit odd. But it's looking like a cool new direction for Kyle O'Reilly. I'm going to enjoy the match later on, so it's getting up. Saray then arrived for her debut match. She didn't have it straight away. She like went into the car park, obviously, first, because that's just what you do in NXT. You turn up at the car park. And Zoe Stark turned up next to William Regal and was like, oh, I'm a really big fan of this incredible Josie wrestler. Can I, can I be her debut opponent? And he was like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. And I just felt really sorry for the person who was probably originally scheduled to face Saray because she was probably sat there in the back like, what the hell, man? LA Knight versus Dexter Loomis was a match coming on on this show that was about to happen. And the match itself, I'm going to give it an up because I really like the chemistry between them. I thought, to be honest, if you give them a nice extended feud, I've said this a couple of weeks ago, they could have some really cool chemistry and great matches. And you can see where I'm going because they didn't go that way, did they? They went somewhere else. But the match itself is getting up because Dexter Loomis is just a bit of a freak, like obviously in a character sense, but then in a sense of what he can do with the ring because there was a point where he did like his, his back body drop into the nip up, a leg drop thing he does. He's ridiculously athletic. And the same can be said for LA Knight because he always does that sling shot shoulder tackle thing and it was brilliant there was a little character moment between them as well where Dexter Loomis like did his weird little crawly thing that he did towards LA Knight and he like backed up he was so scared he backed up and his nads banged into the post which is want to happen from time to time and before I can talk about the rest of this match we had a picture in picture break and you know what that means I want it I'll tell you something, it's not Christmas, but guess what happened? Michael Bublé popped up on my screen. He was there, he was drinking little Bublé drinks. There's apparently, like, caffeine Bublé drinks. And you get it, it's called Bublé. He's Michael Bublé. I got excited. I like Bublé. Give me some Christmas. Book it into my veins. Just give me the Christmas now. I want it. I hope you're glad that you clicked on this video, and I hope you're having a great day. I want it. I want it. But as I said earlier on, you could tell this result is going to lead to some nonsense further down the road because it is Dexter Loomis. And of course, last week he, I felt he abducted Indy Hart. Well, it was a bit strange. That's what he does. He just drags people into the back. She, she seemed game for it, but I don't know. Felt a bit weird for me. But she popped up. She popped up behind the barricade and she was like, oh, I love Dexter Loomis. And he appeared to love her back. This distracted him. Then it distracted LA Knight. Then it distracted Loomis again. And then LA Knight took advantage of said distraction and hit him with like a spinning face buster for the win. It was just all a bit weird. And then afterwards, Indy Hartwell tried to get another kiss with Dexter Loomis, and she was dragged away. By the way, it was the first time I've ever been really happy to see them involved in this situation. It just doesn't work for me. It may work for you. Judging from the comment section, it works for a lot of you. Fair play. I tip my Kyle O'Reilly straw hat to you if that is the case. But for me, it's not working. It's getting it down. Leon Ruff backstage looking down the camera because that's what serious people do in NXT. He said, you know what? You, Swerve Scott, we need to talk about what happened last week. He said he enjoyed jumping Swerve after their match last week, just like Swerve appeared to enjoy standing over Ruff after that when he was like, right, the ball's now in your court. Like I've said a couple of times, I'm quite happy to watch these guys fight for a bit longer because they've got brilliant, just magic that they perform magic like this rabbit. Didn't think it through. And a sit-down interview between Beth Phoenix and former NXT Women's Champion was on the horizon after this. And I like me a sit-down interview when it's this kind of format, so it's getting up. Because it just felt like a miniature episode of Broken School Sessions, if you've not watched that already. It's really cool. You had the TV behind them, and Beth Phoenix was like, oh, let's look at the moments in your kind of historic reign. They looked at the moment she won the belt at In Your House takeover in that triple threat against Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. And then they looked at the moment. It was like a bookended thing. They looked at the moment she lost it. So it was like, here's what you won, here's what you lost. But but she seemed, she seemed to have something in mind for her future. 
And that was the fact that she wanted to face Raquel Gonzalez. She had unfinished business there, which is great news for all of us because I want to see that match again. But equally, she kind of wanted a rest because she had a big old 300-day reign. She was knackered. But then Frankie Monet popped up with a little dog and she was like, oh, well, you, you go and take a rest, Io Shirai. Big fan, big respect. You go and sit down. I'll take the top spot in, in the women's division for a bit. You just, you just have a breather. Io Shirai then proceeded to absolutely just explode loads of Japanese and then she was like, I'm a cat person, don't like dogs. So these two are probably going to face each other at some point. It'll probably be a great match. Not sure who's going to win. They can't really see the person exactly taking a loss well at this point. But the match itself should be fun. Tag team action was on the way and it was Grizzled young veterans taking on the Queen's Guard, apparently. Because Breezango was stood there dressed up like the Queen's Guard, like I just said, and Zach Gibson was not impressed. He was like, you two look like fools. We're going to soon be the next NXT Tag Team Champions. MSK, I hope you're watching. And if they were, they may be in trouble. Because I think it's worth just taking a moment here just to respect the fact that the Grizzled Young Veterans are the absolute pros of bending the rules right now in NXT. It's the thing in my eyes that makes them really stand out from the rest of the pack in that NXT Tag Team division, which is absolutely stacked. Seriously, there's a moment here where James Drake jarred his knee he dropped to the floor and I was like, oh, this does look like he's genuinely hurt. He's, he, I don't think he's playing this up. And then everyone kind of like went in on him and, and closed in on James Drake. And then behind the referee, Zach Gibson just thumbed Fandango in the eye because he's a dick. But these are talented dicks. And later on in the match, they managed to get Tyler Breeze and the ticket to mayhem, which we all know is a recipe for disaster for anybody on the receiving end on it. They won the match. And in my eyes, they're definitely the undisputed number one contender, surely for those tag team title belts. Put MSK and the Grizzled Young Veterans in all the matches together. We've seen what they can do. I want more of it because I'm greedy. I'm a greedy tag team man. There was a big, like, the way backstage segment after this, and it all got a bit... Strange and messy, but we'll, we'll go into it. Because Indy Hartwell wanted to take some time to talk about everything that happened with Dexter Loomis last week, and I thought, oh great, we're going to get at least a bit of an explanation. But then the way pulled her away and was like, no, no, don't speak about it. We don't want to talk about it. But then Bronson Reed was saying something about wanting to take off Johnny Gargano's head, and Austin Theory was like, nah, you can't take off Papa John's head. How am I going to let you? And then Johnny Gargano just started jumping around like a Jack Russell, like, yeah, I love it. I love when he calls me Papa John. So we're going to bring that Gargano meter up there. It's going to get an 8 1%. I'm a happy Jack Russell and I've got a problem, haven't I? But then Theory said that he would have a match with Bronson Reed next week and if Reed somehow found a way to win that match, then he would probably get a chance to take on Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship, which obviously Johnny was not very proud of and not very happy of him in this moment. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, I guess the match is going to be good, but... It's just messy with the Loomis stuff. I know I'm not a Loomis just advocate at this point. I want him to be the Terminator. Let him be the Terminator. But after that kind of weird nonsense, we had the sort of nonsense that I do enjoy. And it was Cameron Grimes talking about trying to get an NFT for something. And then he was pretty convinced that he'd already successfully bid it for this thing. And he was going to get it. But then he read the fine print and it looked like Ted DiBiase had outbid him. So yes, the rumours appear to be true. Ted DiBiase looks like he's probably going to get involved with Cameron Grimes with like a, a storyline. Just maybe just have him on screen and have them bickering about who's more rich it's it's good stuff it's the kind of rub that we like not a genie in a lamp a ted dibiase in a lamp said sarai debut was next up for us and oh i love this match it is everything you need in a debut it gets you hooked these hooks were in my brain and they got so far in that it's not just getting up it's getting the yellow highlighter of the week up and i'll explain why yeah 
First of all, the entrance is great because it's got loads of like little delicate little tunes and you're like, oh, this is really sweet. And then it just kicks in with a hell of a guitar tune. And from the off, Saray just proved what she brings to the table. Explosive submissions, strikes that make the hairs literally fall off your chest. Seriously, there's a forearm that she does that she performs just beautifully that would make Roman Reigns sit there and go, nah, I think she might be the, uh, the head of the table. I'm just going to scooch to the left. But Zoe Stark didn't just roll over here and just allow herself to be like a ragdoll in this match. She gave as good as she got. There's a flying clothesline that Zoe Stark does, which is just electric. It looks like it's going to decapitate a human being. But then as we got to the closing stages, like Zoe Stark hit Saray with like a flying knee into the ropes. So then Saray answered back with like a flying dropkick into the ropes. And another dropkick. It was just like, oh, just ping, 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 but with people. A heel kick, a half and half suplex, and a failed 450 splash actually opened the door for Saray though. Because the NXT debutante, she got stuck in like a, a weird little side suplex thing. She hit her so hard, she won the match. It did look a little bit fudgy. It looked like Zoe Stark was trying to get her shoulder up and she maybe might have missed it. But let's be honest, Saray was always going to win this match. So that was good. The match is just, well, it was magnificent. And then all the stuff after the match worked really well as well because you had Tony Storm pop up and she just attacked Zoe Stark. Obviously, those two had the stand and deliver stuff a couple of weeks ago now. And like I said then, I'm going to say it now, I'd love a few between Storm and Stark. I think that's just money. They're both excellent. And then Sarai just feed us some more people down the line. She looks like she's going to be a superstar. So does Stark. Tony Storm already is. This mid-card is insane. Raquel and Dakota Kai were backstage after this, and it just seemed like they were teasing a bit of dissension within the ranks. Dakota Kai said one thing, Gonzalez said the other. She was like, oh, Mercedes Martinez isn't going to get a title shot at Raquel Gonzalez because I want to be a wizard, and I don't get what I want, so you don't get what you want. And then Gonzalez was like, no, I'll take on anyone. It was just a bit, there wasn't any obvious signs of fracturing, but it's there. If you look close enough, it's there. More of the way stuff after this and Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae were bickering about the fact that they shouldn't be focusing on boys. They should be focusing on titles. But Indy Hartwell then got distracted by a boy. Candice LeRae walked off to the champions was like, oh, we want to take you on for the belts. Me and Indy. And they were like, Indy's not here, you idiot. She then got abducted and pulled into a cabinet because everyone gets abducted in NXT. Even, even me. I'm getting abducted right now. That's happening. If you thought that was stupid, this was stupid too. So that's why I did it. Kushida's open challenge followed this and it just felt like a big deal because Kushida had been covered by all these big major news outlets. There was a big video that showed that, that his big title win was actually a big moment in his career. So it felt like a big moment on the show. And just like last week, he got rid of the jeans and brought the trunks back. This week, he got rid of the boots and he's just got his feet out with some like ankle stuff. He's going through a full thing right now. He's changing things up. And his open challenge challenger, who was it? I hear you ask. It was only Lorkin because that man never lost the NXT Tag Team Championship. So he deserves a shot at another title. And he had a good go, didn't he? He was throwing massive deep uppercuts. He was literally, it was like a bull. There was points where he just spearheaded at Kushida and I thought this man is going to literally drive a hole through our champion. But these attempts to penetrate the stomach of Kushida did not pay off in the end and Kushida did manage to lock in this hoverboard lock, win the match and successfully defend his Cruiserweight Championship for the very first time. But obviously there was a former champion who was still a bit pissed that he did lose his belt, that was Santos Escobar so he attempted to use his legado goons to like sneak attack Kushida but that didn't work because MSK came down they defended him and you guessed it six man tag team action is coming next week and 
That's just what everyone wants, isn't it? Look at the people involved. It's going to be magic. It's going to be spectacular. I've said magic a lot. It was a magical show. I'm a magical man. This is getting the magical up. Mercedes Martinez backstage was talking about the fact that Dakota Kai was pretty much talking for Raquel Gonzalez, which is how it seemed on the little backstage segment before. And she was like, right, I'm going to take her out of the equation then. I'm going to beat up Dakota Kai next week in a match. So, Gonzalez, you're going to have no choice but to fight me. Yes, fight her. Fight her now. Some more way stuff after this. They were backstage and Johnny Gargano was talking to Austin Theory about like why did he agree to this match with Bronson Reed why is that happening Candice Ray limped back in she was like I've just been beaten up and then Indy Hartwell just popped up and she was like oh okay I've got as a title match I just spoke to Regal Regal's in a very giving mood to the way right now which is very interesting but apparently because there's just no other women in this tag team division you can just go up to Regal and say hey I want a match give me a tag team title match and he goes yep alright can't see anybody else you got it Everrise got killed by Imperium after this and it was really good up oh. Okay, maybe it was a little bit more competitive than I just said then, but for the most part, Imperium's Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel just battered these two. But I guess the major takeaway from all this is the fact that Imperium seemed to be trying to expand their ranks. It was mentioned last week, it's been mentioned again this week, and Killian Dane came down to the ring as this match was going on. He was like confronting Alexander Wolf. He, he thought this was the perfect time to do that. Then Drake Maverick got involved. He started attacking Wolf because obviously he was not happy with the way he got battered a couple of weeks ago. So it's just, it seems like Killian Dane's a little bit confused he dragged his mate away but you could tell he just wanted to just understand what was going on with the whole situation but none of that mattered because Imperium got the win over Everize with like a powerbomb uppercut thing which looked beautiful I must say in execution and they stood there they did the little thing that they always do and it looks like Imperium's expansion is in full flow. The main event was then here and Kyle O'Reilly locked eyes with Karrion Cross beforehand who was just kind of stood there like this just imagine a belt and a Scarlet just there he stared at him and if I was Kyle O'Reilly I something would have probably dropped out. As always Cameron Grimes entrance fills me with loads of joy but the match itself was the important thing here and it gets an up obviously. Because what was most important about Kyle O'Reilly in this first real singles match away from the Undisputed Era or being involved in a feud with anybody from the Undisputed Era was defining what kind of babyface single star he's going to be. And it turns out he's just going to be a sarcastic prick and it's great. Because there was a point where he just like hit Cameron Grimes with like a little slap after he'd done like a drop kick or something. And the look in his face was just, I can do whatever I want to you whenever I want to do it. Which sounds a lot weirder now, kind of out of context. But in, in kind of what was going down in the match, it made me chuckle. But on top of this new cool kind character that we're getting right now he obviously always has that bjj experience on the floor his strikes some of the hands and like feet combinations that he was throwing together would make ufc stars jealous to be like what's that guy doing i want to try a bit of that it was just brutal the sound it sounded like lightning was just clapping off cameron grimes chest at times and as always cameron grimes whacked out that insane spinning spanish fly thing he just does out of nowhere after kyle o'reilly had done his slingshot forward these two have got ridiculous chemistry again i would like to see any more matches with them. We're probably not with the way they're going with their careers, but it was very good. In the end, Kyle O'Reilly hit a brain buster and his new flying knee top rope thing for the win on the back of Cameron Grimes. And it was a good start. It was a really good start. It shows that NXT have got a lot of trust in Kyle O'Reilly putting him in that main event spot. And I just hope he's given more time in between the ropes and on the mic just to, to fully develop this character because there's something in there. He seems relaxed. He seems like somebody hasn't come up to him beforehand and just prodded him in the back with a script He's just speaking from the cool as cool, cool, cool heart. But I must say, if Karrion Cross is on the horizon for my boy Kyle, I'm worried. I'm very worried. 
But overall, if we are going to talk about this NXT, yes, it was not as strong as last week. It had all that hype behind it last week after Stan and Deliver and all that. It just, it was never going to reach those heights, but it had its moments. I thought Saray was great when she popped up. That was a brilliant debut. I thought the main event delivered. Cool Kyle is my kind of Kyle. I'm up for that. So the show as a whole is going to get in up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 